What up, Skellahors? It's the Gem Girls here, coming at you again just in the Saint Nickelback of time for a <laughs> Christmas-themed episode of our podcast. You can't have Nick of Time and not Nickelback it. I'm sorry. It's really like you gotta do it. Anyways, the Saint Nickelback, the Saint Nickelback of time. Anyways, since Gem and, Hol- and the Holograms try so hard to be a multicultural, non-denominational wokeapalooza, hate it. There is no Christmas ep- Christmas gemisode for us to discuss, which I find is very strange. Uh, so yes. we must turn our eyes, and there are billions of them, <laughs> towards another shitty 80s cartoon, He-Man and She-Ra, technically two shitty cartoons. Yes. For the honor of Skull, I'm Orifus Jones. And I'm Hakuna Matitis, and today we are talking about He-Man and She-Ra, a Christmas special. This episode is a mashup of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and its spin-off She-Ra Princess of Power, which is amazing. I want to be Princess of Power. Right? I feel like I already am, but go on. <laughs> um, and basically it was released in December 1985, which is much more seasonally appropriate than Jem's Father's Day episode, mm-hmm. which famously aired in the month of October. Famously. 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 <laughs> I think we made it famous. Yeah, we made it known to yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the episode was written by two dudes with super fun names. Don, what the heck man, Heckman, <laughs> and Bob Forward, commonly mistaken for Bob Backward. Right, that is a common mistake. Otherwise known as Bob, don't be so forward forward, because the, <laughs> the man's forward. He's too forward. Too it's forward. Really creepy. Yeah. So, Heckman... Oh, wait, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Bob... <laughs> Two steps back, one step forward. Love it. Two anyway. steps forward, one step back. Forward. Forward? <laughs> Bob, two steps forward, one step backward, forward. That's the one. That's not confusing. Part six. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, let's just get back on track. Heckman mm-hmm. wrote for all your usual crap, such as She-Ra and Ghostbusters, and also scribed for a show called Dinky Dog. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. And Bob Forward wrote for Alien Racers, X-Men Evolution, and a show called Biker Mice from Mars. I love Biker Mice from Mars. I also love X-Men Evolution. So, like, Bob Forward, you know, keeping it forward. He's, he's always <laughs> at the forefront of my of mind because he's at the fore... You know what? Whatever. Bob Forward, he did some good shit. Those are good shows. He's, he's super forward. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, love yeah. It. Exactly. Um... Yeah, I've never heard of Biker Mice from Mars, but it sounds super fun. Yeah, it's like one of those shows from my childhood that I really only remember the name and like the box cover art from like the VHS videos I rented from like Blockbuster back in the day. Uh, Regardless, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a show about Biker Mice from Mars, so come on. (laughs) I mean, you can't go wrong. You really can't go wrong. Um, Anyways, according to the bitches over at Wikipedia, whose information we steal on the regulars, but we never (laughs) donate to because, come on. In this special, (laughs) Orko accidentally travels to Earth at Christmas time, where he encounters two children and brings them back to Eternia. Wow. Wow. Eternia up. I'm getting Eternia up. (laughs) Uh, no one has ever called it that, I'm sure. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what the fuck or what the fuck Orko is, he or she, I don't know, they, yeah, they. um, is a trollin 
a race from Trala. As they are. Trala for that Dala. Ooh, up in Trala. <laughs> He's a Trala. They should have called yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The Trollop from Trala. Um, so basically, Trala is a world in another dimension, apparently. And these Trollin bitches wear red hats and red robes, and Lord knows what else they do because I have not seen this show before. <laughs> There are also some characters in the show who go by the names of Perfuma, Flutterina, and Peekaboo, which are equally mystified. Yeah, those are all She-Ra characters, and She-Ra really comes through with the whack job names. I'm a big <laughs> fan of it. Uh, anyways, let's get into this episode, and partially part of the reason why I even chose, you know, I, you know, I didn't necessarily choose it. It was a demo- we're a part of a rumocracy. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the reason why I suggested it was knowing that you have not seen He-Man and She-Ra, <laughs> and I really just wanted your reaction to some of the nonsense that goes on in these shows. I honestly, there were periods where I just didn't know what was happening. Oh, yeah. I, oh, like, yeah. Where that giant, evil, like, orb piece of coal floating rock thing was, like, saying some shit to Skeletor <laughs> and that other dude. I was like, what is happening? I don't get it. Yeah, I was even a little confused there. I'm like, I think that's, that was, like, Horde Prime, but he was, like, yeah, a ball of gas and a metal claw somehow attached to it, which is pretty fucking confusing. Uh, yeah. Anyways, also, just for the fact that somehow He-Man is already the gayest show in the world, but She-Ra yes. takes it to another level of gay, which I didn't think it was possible. <laughs> uh, and they really, it's, there's just so much bondage play going on. It's, it's, it's amazing. Oh, yes, there really is. Um, there are also a lot of rainbows and unicorns. Right, 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 right. And people, as you mentioned, called Flutterina, which, <laughs> I mean, it's the draggiest drag name in Dragland. Perfuma just kills Perfuma's me. pretty good. I like Perfuma. Pika Blue, also really good, because it sounds like, you know, vaguely a little sexual, too. Oh, absolutely. It's like you peek, like you give a sneak peek of your blue balls. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Blue under there, your right. blue waffle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, so getting into the actual episode, we start really right in the thick of it in media res style with no context. Yeah, zero. Uh we're, I, I think, like, the, the king and queen of Eternia are talking about how they're throwing some sort of... It seemed like they were already throwing a Christmas party, but then I think later on they uh, clarified that they were doing a birthday party for their twins, who are Prince Adam and Princess Adora, who are the twin prince and princesses princess of Eternia, but Adora was, like, whisked away at birth, so she lives on another planet... And they're both secretly He-Man and She-Ra. It's, oh, it's, they're secretly He-Man and Yeah, She-Ra? that's a whole other, like, wrinkle to it. There's a whole Jerrica gem thing going on for no reason. Uh, but it's so obvious as that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fucking obvious. <laughs> but apparently it's a secret. And there are even instances in this show where they're, like, trying to, like, oh, we better get She-Ra and He-Man. And I feel like everyone in the room is like, we know it's you guys. Come on. Like, stop fucking around with us. Wow. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like kind of talking about Christmas or whatever, or the birthday, and then the queen brings up Christmas because she knows what it is somehow. Oh, right. Yeah, the queen is also from Earth um, for some reason. 
okay for some reason it was not established at all yeah they thing. they really don't even do that they just kind of she bitch knows about christmas for some reason uh i also just want to give <laughs> a shout out to as we're as they're talking and they pan across the like i don't know ballroom as they're all decorating there is a man with a mechanical <laughs> elephant face I saw that. And I really got a shadow elephant mechanical man because what's, I don't know what's happening there. I loved his bionic trunk face. Yes. I saw that too. And I love that. I made note. I mean, so much is happening in the scene because like literally everyone is there and literally everyone is on some next shit. Yeah. Like Perfuma's there wearing her Perfuma get up, whatever that is. (laughs) Flutterina fluttering about. And Pika Blue, who's a woman with a peacock thing that has a bunch of eyes. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, listen, Pika Blue is an avatar of the Lord of Eyeballs, but we'll get into that <laughs> later because it's pretty know, fucking apparent. Hola. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, anyone with eyes can see that. It's right. eye to eye thing. Exactly, exactly. I'm meeting her eye to eye. Uh, anyways, so everyone's decorating or some shit. The music, I remember, was, like, oddly intense for what seemed like a happy decoration moment. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, the queen, I think someone asked, like, oh, you just mentioned Christmas. Like, what is Christmas? So this queen lady is telling everyone about it, uh, which then I was like, yeah, I was kind of confused with that part. So I was like, oh, you're decorating things Christmas style for what (laughs) wasn't Christmas. Sure, 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 sure. (laughs) And also, I don't understand if she's been married to this guy for long enough that she has kids in their 20s. Wouldn't this have come up before? But anyway. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. Um, we also meet Adora, who's one of the who she's the princess, uh, and I feel like Adora just kind of looks like a bitch. You know what I mean? What did you think of Adora's like just facial features and character design? I don't even know who that is. There All are right. so many people I couldn't even pay attention to. Fair I'm enough. Sorry. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Anyways, so we get this that uh, introductory scene. Everyone's decorating for a Christmas party that isn't a Christmas party or whatever. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> and then we cut to Prince Adam, who is the alter ego of He-Man. And Man-at-Arms. That's his name. Um, and I don't understand. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. They're working on a rocket. <laughs> Which I was like, this whole thing's a euphemism. I'm sorry. Prince Adam and Burly Daddy Man-at-Arms are, like, hold away, working on a rocket that no one seems to know about. Proof is in the pudding, yes. baby. Writing's on the wall. Yes, it is super gay. And he actually says some pretty gay stuff later. He-Man. Oh, I mean, um, He-Man's always spudding awesome gay shit. The man's in a harness. <laughs> so Orko climbs into the rocket which at this point i called him some tiny cloaked figure oh yeah um, yeah yeah orko's orko kind of looks creepy he it's like part wizard part gremlin uh part you know pervy little person i want to say because you <laughs> you never quite see his face it always looks like he's hiding something for sure he definitely is hiding something and basically yeah this whole rocket is there to spy on Skeletor. It's called a sky spy or some shit. Yeah, and they keep on using this word sky spy like it's a thing. <laughs> like, oh, I better get back in the sky spy or oh, I'm watching the sky spy go off. I'm like, all right. That's not a, you can't just call it that. It, it's a rocket ship. <laughs> yeah, it's a rocket that spies on people, I guess. Sure. Um, sure. So Orko's in this whole thing and fucks with the controls and basically... 
uh, He-Man and the other dude. What's his name? Manit Hand? <laughs> Many Hand Man. Uh, Many hand. No, Man at Arms, which... Man at, man Many at Arms. Arms. Man at Arms. Uh, so you know he's like a fisting specialist. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I think Man at Arms is like a title given to the Eternian, you know, royal guard. This is coming oh. from an individual who's watched a good amount of He-Man and the recently released He-Man Revelations on Netflix, which is actually pretty good. Um, wow, that's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> Man at Arms is technically a title, but he's also really only known by that. So that's basically his name. How dehumanizing. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also only so, has two arms. Like, what the fuck is that? I know, give me more arms. Yeah. If your name has arms in it, like Army Hammer... You're, you better have a lot of arms, and you, they all better be wielding hammers. That's all I'm Right. Saying. And, like, if you're into cannibalism, also a plus. <laughs> Isn't it bad that I kind of want a, an army hammer redemption? Dude, like, kind of same. Like, <laughs> to I me, he doesn't, even, yeah, he doesn't even need to be redeemed in my eyes. It's more like a, I don't know, return to normalcy army hammer, army hammer style where everyone's like, oh, yeah, some like cannibalism's cool. Right, I think can okay. Listen, I think cannibalism is fine so long as a person consents. I don't. From what I know, he didn't just like eat a bitch. <laughs> he like was creepy about asking someone if they could eat, taste her, but like he didn't eat her. Right. 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 Well, yeah. That we like. Look, you're right. It, there's no. There's no non creepy way to ask someone, "Can I eat you?" <laughs> so. Like, you know, respect for having the balls to ask. And you're right. Consensual cannibalism is sexy. Yeah, yeah, If you're into that. I mean, he's got to shoot his shot. Like, it's not a mainstream thing. Like, maybe his his mistake was just asking people randomly instead of going on FetLife or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Army Hammer didn't really, you know, keep it close to his chest. He didn't go to the normal channel. So I understand why he got outed as a sexual deviant. But here at Gym Girls, we love a good sexual deviant. Yeah, we don't have a problem with that. I'm all for consensual cannibalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm here for it. Also, I don't think Army Hammer's career has taken a hit. I feel like he's still been in things after that quote-unquote controversy. Well, he he had a lot of things in production, but he lost opportunities because of it. Like, they uh, dropped him. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I feel like give it six months, everyone's going to forget about it and he'll be back back to the regular. Like I, I just read an interview with James Franco yesterday. I, I totally forgot like two or three years ago, there were all these sexual assault, harassment allegations against him. And I don't remember that anymore. And I don't think like James Franco's <laughs> doing too bad for himself. I don't think James Franco remembers it anymore. Probably not. Probably not. He has so much money. Like, who cares? He could honestly just stop working. Yeah, yeah, he could. Uh, I also forget James Franco's like what, like forty-five now. Yeah, he looks he looks older than that. Does he? I haven't seen him like a picture of him in a while. Yeah, he hasn't aged gracefully. Mm. But anyway, not all of us can. <laughs> yeah, truly, truly not. Anyways, um, I have a note of like Prince Adam's eyebrows need to calm down, <laughs> which. <laughs> I think it like, holds true for most of the episode. He-Man slash Prince Adam slash Adora slash She-Ra, their eyebrow game is maybe overfleaked. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's too on fleek. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, fleek the fuck off, please. Fleek the house down boots. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Anyway, the spaceship is flying through the sky. And Skeletor's minions are some, like, two-headed, like, super-jacked ghoul. Or ghouls, depending on how you look at it. And they're chasing after the spaceship or the sky spy. All right. As it's known. So and- I, I want to give a shout-out to Skeletor's spaceship, which is, like, a skull face. I just like the mm-hmm. branding there. Because, like, Skeletor is just a skull face on a giant jacked body with blue skin for some reason. <laughs> and his spaceship is a skull face, so I appreciate that. Oh, my God. I love Skeletor I so much. love Skeletor. He is, like, overall kind of my favorite. Because, one, hella fabulous. Two, very petty. Three, jacked AF. <laughs> Four, he's probably my favorite card in Cards Against Humanity. Like, if, if you give me a Skeletor card, you're going to win that round. Um, and he his costume is just great. It's like a floating skeleton head with, like, a, a, a Grim Reaper, tr- not tracksuit, jumpsuit type thing. Yeah, yeah. Grim yeah. Reaper leotard of sorts. Yeah, still with a hardness, so he's keeping that bondage play at, in play. <laughs> uh... And I also, there's also this, like, this really great meme page I follow that it's, um, like, I don't know, like, shitty, like, shitty shithead Skeletor or, like, bad news from Skeletor where the intro, the first image is, like, something real that you probably didn't want to know and the second image is just Skeletor, like, scurrying away. I love it. I love it. Um, so anyway, let's, let's kind of power through this episode because it's a long one. Um... Just, I want to point out some gay shit that's oh, been said. please. So, He-Man, like, goes after, tries to save the day, basically, because he sees Skeletor chasing after the spaceship. And he's driving in this, like, tiny chode of a rocket. Right! His, like, his, like, dick, his cock cycle thing in the jig. <laughs> exactly. That's really what's what it looked like. It was Trey Fallick. I was like, this is what you're driving? Like, really? It's so weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of this, like, scene of He-Man battling Skeletor's spaceship straight up ripped right from the scripts of gay porn. You know what I mean? Right. He says, you tried to grab more than you can handle. Right, exactly. And, like, we've all been there. And then he's, like, wrestling some, like, I don't even know, some giant metal snake-like part of the fucking spaceship. And he's like, these claws need a manicure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this isn't like a gay thing. It was just kind of a funny, like, play of words where he's like, I've turned these claws to paws. And I was like, oh, He-Man. Oh, my God. What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Uh, But then he also gets, like, like, roped up by all these, like, claw rope things. And it's, it's very suggestive. Um, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Skeletor lassos him. Right, right. And then she comes through, looking like a drag queen if there ever was one, on a flying rainbow pegasus. <laughs> yeah, it's so much. And, yeah, she easily releases him. She's just like, all right, like, let me just... One stroke of my blade and you're released. Yeah, yeah, um... I forgot to mention, in Skeletor's Henchmen, which I also really love, but all of their voices sound like, you know, they're kind of just in pain by, like, breathing air. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, a two-pack-a-day smoker type situation? Yeah, yeah, but also, like, a, a failed experiment whose will to live is non-existent because all they know is pain. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's painful. I feel like that's my life. Oh, <laughs> I... Failed experiment. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say me too. No, 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 no. I, I got my shit together. <laughs> <laughs> that is also not accurate. That's so funny. Um, so anyway, this Orko dude... I guess he's magical, right? He tries to do some sort of spell situation. Yeah, so Orko's whole shtick is, despite the fact that he, like, he seems to be very a very powerful magic user, he's also completely inept. He's kind of the snarf of the whole show. So every time he casts a magical spell, there's usually some sort of unintended consequence, or it goes poorly, and he gets into shenanigans, which is exactly what happens here, I think. Yeah, I... He basically spins off into space. Um, and something happens, and he zaps away. Presumably into another dimension. Yeah, but he ends up on Earth. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, how did he just zap into thin air? Did it just, like, move him further towards Earth or something? Oh, true, yeah. I don't know if he's using, like, some sort of dimensional translocation spell. Like, he's popping through a dimension. <laughs> Or if he's just traveling himself through our physical space. I am not an expert on trollop and magic. <laughs> he went into a black hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the black hole, He-Man's anus. <laughs> indeed. Indeed, indeed. He-Man would love that. He, he would love that. Oh, He-Man. Um, He-Man. He-Man for semen. Oh, Okay. I thought we were just, like, using, like, Heeman, like, it's his last name. You know? Like, John Heeman. <laughs> John Heeman. Like, uh, Don Heckman. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's good, too. Um, so, yeah, he's in space. And basically, back in the command center, they're trying to figure out how the rocket ship flew by itself. And they basically connect the dots because the queen finds something of Orko's by the Sky Spy. And so they're like, oh, fuck, Orko's in that rocket ship. Right. Uh, everyone, again, liberally using the term Sky Spy like it's a thing. Uh, <laughs> gonna remind everyone it's not. And then we go, so Orko's now on Earth, and he comes across these, like, children who are looking for a Christmas tree. And they basically kind of, like, explain the concept of Christmas to Orko, but I also kind of love the kid's, like, attitude where the, he's like, what are you guys doing? He's like, we're, we're trying to find a Christmas tree to celebrate Christmas. Like, what isn't clear here, creepy stranger? <laughs> uh, and these kids are really spouting off some, like, hardcore Christian Christmas propaganda. You know what I mean? For sure. They're, like, way too intense about it. Yeah. And they're really intense with Skeletor later. Yeah. They, these kids, I'm pretty sure, are, I don't know, touched by a demon, demonically inclined... Carry the seed of Satan. There's something weird going on with these kids. Yeah, they definitely have some, like, dark agenda. For sure. And it's Christmas-related. Which most dark agendas <laughs> are Christmas-related, to be they fair. Really they, they really are. They really it are. It all comes down to Christmas. Uh, <laughs> anyways, back in Eternia, they realize Orko's on Earth. And then they, I don't know, through some twisted logic, realize they need a Corium water crystal to power it. And they know, they know they need this, even though this crystal isn't on Eternia, which I was like, so how do you know you need it? But whatever. Uh, 
So yeah, that's when sure. yeah, sure. That's when Prince Adora comes through. She's like, oh, maybe we can get Shira to go get it on the planet she's from. And then this is where I was like, oh, no one, everyone isn't aware of your secret identities, I guess. Anyways, yeah, that makes no it sense. makes no sense. Um, and so Prince Adam and Prince Adora slash She Man and Hero are like, okay, we'll go get this crystal thing, or Shira's gonna go get it. Anyways, uh. Yeah, they, so this crystal thing is on what planet again? So I always forget, uh, Prince Adam and He-Man are on Eternia. She-Ra is on, oh fuck, I forget what the name is, some other fucking planet. It's something that starts with an E as well. Yeah. Um, pff, let's see. I'm trying Etheria, to Etheria. Etheria. Right. Etheria is a kind of a great name. It's a cool name, but... I mean, Etheria makes it sound like, well, ethereal, so it's not necessarily, you know, tangible or, or it's ephemeral. Eternia, you know, eternity, it's going to last forever. I feel like, you know, they're making it seem, you know, she planet. Not much going on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but we cut to Shira. Who goes to Etheria to find this uh, crystal thingy? Who's talking to some mermaid bitch named Mermista, who is selling sex on water because, like, Mermista, yeah, like girls like on a rock giving you know mad eyes to I guess the whole pond or wherever the fuck she is. <laughs> uh, she's being really, really dramatic, um, and. They have this exchange, and like Mermista was like, "Oh, you got to go to this place to go get it, but watch out! There's like a beast monster." protecting literally it called beast yeah monster. literally called beast monsters like, that's the name you gave it and then i think <laughs> she was like i didn't think the beast monster was real and i'm like what do you <laughs> you're aware of this thing called a beast monster uh, yeah i guess because she's from this planet but on the topic of mermista and shira i got kind of a vibe between them oh for sure <laughs> personally i think mermista has a vibe going on with everybody because he's really True. splayed out on that rock for everybody to see. <laughs> but Adora slash Shira being, you know, drag queen in charge, I do think there's some sexual tension there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, they decide to work together to find the water crystal. And we cut to an industrial junkyard type place with like a pool around it. And Shira goes to the pool to rouse the beast monster, who comes out, like, with a vengeance, uh, looking ready to swallow her whole. Yeah, and... yeah, they call it the Pool of the Beast Monster, um, <laughs> which is also what I call my toilet bowl after, you know, I bust a nut. <laughs> Were you, like, shit in it? Yeah, 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 similarly. Um, that's so funny. Um, so... Yeah. We have an extended scene of Shira <laughs> battling this fucking monster. Mermista comes through off her sex rock and, like, I don't know, gets the the crystal out of wherever it fucking was. Uh, yeah, just, like, right there, wherever it was convenient. Right, right. Um, at one point, Shira addresses her Pegasus, her rainbow gay Pegasus, which is called Swiftwind. Uh, she refers to it as Swifty, so I thought that was a very nice Taylor Swift moment. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely Taylor Swift inspired. Exactly. I the same thing. Yeah, there is strong Swiftmas energy right here. Merry Swiftmas. Um, 
And then something called monstroids appear, which I, at that point I, I was like, sure, dude, whatever's that. happening is happening. Um, I didn't understand because there were the monstroids. And the man And then there were the man <laughs> And the man sheets, I gotta tell you, were really creepy. Oh, the man sheets were, were very creepy. They were like, it was like a Chucky doll mixed with a Care Bear mixed with like a Mr. Rogers type. Well, okay, so one the one machine had, like, he looked like a shrimp. Like right, a, a yeah, smurf, yeah, yeah. Like a smurf shrimp. Smurf shrimp dick, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. And then the other one was a tricycle or something like that. And they all got on top of him, and it was just way too much. It was far too much. It, it's true, it's true. <laughs> uh... So yeah, the Manchines are coming up, or maybe we see the Manchines here. I also kind of love saying Manchine. Uh, <laughs> it's a fun word to say. It just it, it, it's evocative of. Well, I'll say it again. Like anything gay porn related, uh, but also like Mandingo or mm. mainly Mandingo, which I don't even know where I got that from. It's just a fun word to say. Mandingo. Yeah, I'm not sure. I forget what a mandingo is, but it's it's good. It's like half man, half dingo, right? Uh, apparently not. Uh, it's a member it's of a people racial. of Western Africa in or near yeah. the upper Niger Valley. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, yeah. But it's in sure. slang, mandingo. Oh, still the same thing, even in slang. All right, well, there you go. It's definitely become kind of a racist thing. It sounds very racist. It really does. But also yes. sounds like a man mixed with a dingo. So that's fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, but ugh, it's uncomfortable. I just Googled like mandingo stereotype or mandingo slur and it brought me to a page of like stereotypes of African-Americans and it's it's just... Oh yeah, I, I did an image search and it's also pulling up some shit. Whew. That being said, some kind of hot shit, but like racially unsettling hot shit. Yeah, no, it's not okay. Yeah, it was a movie it's... in 1975. Interesting. Um, and it seems like the core of the plot is a white man getting with a black woman and a white woman getting with a black man. So you know it's going to be problematic. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. In 1975. I'll watch it. I'll watch it, I'll, I'll watch it too. Um... So anyway, we're back here in with the manchines and the monstroids doing God knows yeah, what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, She-Ra gets into a pickle. The monstroids best her for a second, but then she's rescued. Uh, she rescues herself. Uh, which is nice. And her sword can nice. turn into a fire sword, which is pretty cool. So yeah, <laughs> She-Ra's whole thing is... I actually think she's superior to He-Man for this reason because when she transforms, her sword can like turn into anything. I think it turned into a lasso at some point. Uh, she turns it into like all manner of different items, as opposed to He-Man, which is just a sword. Right. Um, yeah, I'm Team Shira. Oh yeah, all Team She for show. Uh, plus, she has a flying rainbow queer Pegasus thing. He-Man's got a dick cycle, so that's also better. <laughs> But he has, like, more bondage stuff happening. That is true. That is true. Yeah, he's very, very bondage-coded. Uh, um, so, basically, she gets the crystal back. We all knew she would. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We go to Orko, who's with the kids on his 
rocket ship trying to keep warm and then they try to summon him with a light of sorts and he gets the kids to step into the light with him so it zaps them all back to Eternia right um and then we get a brief moment of a giant metal claw attached to a cloud of smoke um <laughs> fuck I don't know which is literally what it is anyways he's horde prime and he, I don't, for some reason, these children are a threat to his global domination because I assume because he can see the dark energies that lie within these two children. <laughs> and he knows if they land on Eternia, they'll become a force that can rival his dark power. But he's more like, oh, their Christmas cheer are going to fuck shit up. Anyways, uh, so he tells, yeah, uh, yeah. he tells his two minions being Skeletor and Horde Dak to like, go fuck up these children. Uh, it was so hard to understand the names that were being said, like Horde Daft? Horde Dak, Horde Dak. So Horde Dak is the main antagonist in She-Ra, Skeletor is the main antagonist in, in uh, He-Man, and it kind of revealed, sometimes they're Skeletor and Horde Dak are both working for the same Dark Overlord, sometimes they're not, I don't fucking know, at this point they are. <laughs> Anyways, I do like because Skeletor and Hordak get into a little tiff. They're like, oh, I'm going to find these children. No, I'm going to find these children. And Hordak has this line where he's like, oh, you think you can handle hell? Uh, you can think you can handle these kids? Like, He-Man handles you? And it's like, yeah. He-Man definitely handles Skeletor very often. Uh, it's true. But then Skeletor makes a comment about Hordak, about how he can't even, like, take down, like, a muscular bitch like She-Ra. Like, some woman with some muscles. Which is um, a little misogynistic, uh, to say the For least. Sure. To say the least. Um, I mean, they're out here trying to like kidnap and murder, presumably children. Presumably so. children. <laughs> yeah, like presumably murder, presumably children. Yeah. Also, those presumably. these children, as we see later, can float. So I don't think they're just kids because <laughs> they're always they're they're touched by some sort of dark magic. Anyways. Yeah, they're like fallen angels of sorts. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or just or, Right, risen demons as opposed to fallen angels. Um, <laughs> yeah, they've been down there for a while. Exactly, exactly. Um, we get a brief... We meet Bo briefly, who is the even... Maybe perhaps the gayest character in all the land. Um, I don't know if you noticed him. I think he's like with Perfuma. Briefly, they're like teaching the kids a song. Yes, Anyways, the guy with the loot. Yeah, yeah, give me the loot. Um, and he's super gay. He's like the love interest, quote unquote, of She-Ra, but like, we all know what's going on there. Uh, then some like butt plug shaped ship comes through <laughs> to steal the children and Orko for some reason. I don't know. I like, there are so many things that uh, it was a plot forward episode in which the plot made no sense. Well, I mean, it was and a Bob, so for Bob Forward wrote it, so, like, it was plot forward. It was b plot forward by <laughs> Bob Forward. Bob Forward. <laughs> uh, wow, 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 wow. Right. Wow. Some good shit right it there. It all comes around. It all comes and we full eyeball. We went forward, you know and then we went backward. And then we were forward again. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so the kids get kidnapped, and that's where they have to, like, find out where they went. This is where we get the peak blue moment. Where her peacock eyeballs were able to, like, I don't know, I guess, see through, see through space and time to find the children. Uh, as we've established, oh. Pika Blue, an avatar of the Lord of Eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. I love how each eye opened one by one. Exactly. It was very dramatic. Unnecessary, perhaps. Uh, 
But she really let you know that each feather had a fucking eyeball. It was very necessary. I disagree with you. <laughs> like, that was worth whatever amount of money they spent to make it happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. It probably was maybe even cheaper to do it one by one. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Anyways. Um, Jesus. Okay, so basically... Whew, I have no idea what's happening. I don't know. I actually just kind of kind of got dizzy because I was like trying to wrap my he- head around like where we're even at and I got a little head rush and I was like, oh, okay. Um, we do... Well, they're trying to... Okay, no. Yeah, we, we do know that the kids are kidnapped and they got to go find them. Uh, so we have this eyeball moment and this is where I think <laughs> He-Man and she are like, oh, we got to go to the Manchines or the Monstroids or something. Go rescue the kids. Um, so yeah, that's, this is when they meet the Manchi named Gutter who is a robot shrimp smurf. Right, also um, an Oompa Loompa. I told him he's like a creepy robotic <laughs> Oompa Loompa. Yeah, for sure. Who has buzzsaw um, hands, which is also fucking terrifying. Yeah, and then there's Dipper, who talks like he has he's had a stroke. Right. And is shaped like a tricycle. Right, um, right, 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 right. And basically there's another like battle with the monstroids. Which um, I was also confused. I was like, what side are the monstroids on? I don't know. Yeah, they're just, like, in the mix. I mean, maybe they're trying to get the crystal back. Like, maybe they're on the side of the beast monster. Oh, right. Of course. The crucial third faction of the beast monster. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I was confused. I was like, are these monstroids on, like, Hordak Prime's side? Are they more just, like, a chaotic neutral? Are they just, like, you know, just fucking shit up because they're bored? It's the holidays. Yeah, I have no idea who is affiliated with who. All I know is that when He-Man goes to battle one of them, there's this machine that comes out that has, like, claws coming out of their nipples. Oh, nip claws. Nip claws. Kitty Scott um, nip claws. (laughs) Nice. That's good. (laughs) Very specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll only work Um, for one time only. (laughs) Um, yeah, there's a lot of shit that happens to destroy the monstroids. Um, Skeletor, meanwhile, catches the children and calls them troublesome tots, which I enjoyed. Accurate. Um, Skeletor is delivering them to Whore Prime? Uh, yeah, Whore Prime. Whore Prime, he's delivering them, and he's got these kids, like... You know, death marching snow style, which I appreciated as <laughs> That's well. So funny, which is good. No jackets. No like, jackets. Kids like walk up this mountain now, and they're like, "We're so cool." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then Skeletor kind of gives, and I think he gives them coats. Also, I really enjoyed because, like, I think like the little girl, like I don't know, says like, "Oh, I'm so cold," then immediately passes out, and it's like, "Oh my god, little girl, stop being so dramatic." I know. Shut up, bitch. Yeah. Um, but as but this is happening, something... go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, like, something comes over Skeletor. Um, they tell him, they plead with him that it's a Christmas, that it's Christmas time. It's a season of love. And uh, he should care or something. Yeah, I took this as, like, <laughs> no one is safe from this, these children indoctrinating this Christmas ideology into everyone. I was like, there's a little bit of light mind control going here. And I'm sorry, Skeletor, getting played by these demon kids. Right. They're colonizers. Let's just call a spade a spade. They're white. They're colonizers. Exactly. They're white. They're from they Earth. Think they, can come, they think they can come to this faraway planet and, like, 
preach their gospel, push their god on us. Like, bitch, fuck off. Yeah, classic Christians, uh, always proselytizing, which is a word that I don't know if I'm ever saying correctly. Proselytizing? Is it proselytizing? Yeah. Okay. All right. I've like, I think literally this is the only time I've said it out loud. Yeah, it's a challenging. It's, one. it's really hard to spell too. Oh, so hard to spell. Um, I I always get halfway to prophylactic, and then who knows what's happening. <laughs> Anyways, then we get a random scene where like a random like vampire yeti mongoose attacks, um, which literally added nothing to the plot and takes two seconds to defeat. <laughs> Um, but it really just brings us a brief moment where Skeletor smiles, which I thought was very creepy. Yeah, he was creepier when he was nice than when he was just creepy. Right, right, right. Also, I want to just bring up the fact that Skeletor is with two small children, and Skeletor is legit wearing, like, a a loincloth with a harness. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know. I wonder what these children think of that. Like, they're from Earth. They're not afraid of him. Yeah, yeah. I would be terrified or aroused. <laughs> I'm of two minds on it, TBH. You know if you saw someone who dressed like Skeletor IRL, you'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with this person? That is true. That is true. But in the right setting, like maybe at some sort of like, you know, dungeon circuit party, it could be kind of hot. Yeah, you should definitely go as Skeletor next Halloween. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta be, you gotta have a bod for Skeletor, though. And, like, I feel like you gotta commit, like, full body paint. For sure. Um, if we have a next Halloween, Right, you know. right, right. The world might have ended by then. Right, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so the kids keep yammering on about Christmas uh, the robo dog is there, and Skeletor's like, nah, fuck it, just let it freeze to death. But then he's persuaded. Um, the snow beast, which you mentioned, is there, and then gone. <laughs> Dude, who cares? Uh, and the girl calls him wonderful and nice, and like keeps saying, like, oh, you're so lovely, Skeletor. Like, Mister, you're so nice. And he's like, I'm not nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also enjoy how Skeletor assumes presents explode when you open them. That was a funny moment. He's like, what? <laughs> the gifts don't explode? What are you even giving them for? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I, I missed that, actually. There's a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit. Pay attention. Right, there's simply too much. This is 45 minutes, you know what I mean? Like, who? Anyways, um, but I yeah. Then we we eventually we get to like a final battle moment where Horde Prime comes through and he's trying to take the kids, um, but then She-Man and He-Man, She-Ra and He-Man come through and they're also like, no, you can't take the kids. Um, there's a lot of battling. At one point, He-Man is momentarily momentarily dispatched by a group of uh, by a bunch of men piling on him, but. Little did they know, that's Saturday night for He-Man. And he's just like, please, are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah, I love this. Please, give me more. Yeah, yeah. So he brushes that off real easy. And then (laughs) it turns out at the very end, Skeletor has been infected by the children's Christmas nonsense. And he saves the kids from being captured by Horde Prime. Uh, Right. And then He-Man and She-Ra casually toss a, a spaceship into space. Right, and then in the end, He-Man is dressed as Scanta, Scanta, Scantily Claws. <laughs> Santa, 
Santa. And it's scary, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was. It was Santa, super creepy. Santa with those eyebrows is, like, not allowed to be a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is at the Christmas party where, again, everyone is exuding sex, especially Mechanical Elephant Man, because I just love seeing him on my screen as. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the kids are eventually sent back home. <laughs> where they meet their mother and definitely plumber slash deli owner father who's named Luigi because <laughs> that character design was de- like hella coded Italian. Right. I missed it, but I believe you. And this is where the kids are like floating as I think they received, I don't know, magical belts or have now accessed their demonic, demonic powers for realsies. Uh, and that was, that's the end. They, everyone learns a lesson, maybe? Maybe for better or for worse. Yeah, I don't Who know. Knows? I don't know. Um, um, but also then but... it ends, and then it's like, I think they frame it at the end of it was like Adam, Prince Adam telling the story to Orko. But I was like, Orko was there the whole time. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I missed that part too. There was too much happening, like I've said. Um, but what matters is they all live to see another day. Right, and what matters was it ended. <laughs> and something about the friends you made along the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. The real treasure those... was Christmas. <laughs> I don't fucking know. The Christmas spirit. Let me tell you, those two two little demon children were not friends that I made along the oh, way. Oh, yeah, zero percent. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> not even frenemies, straight up enemies. Straight up enemies. Um, but yeah, who do we think is the baddest bitch of the episode? Baddest bitch of the episode? I mean, my like my heart always goes to She-Ra because I love She-Ra and she's hella fabulous all the time. But I wanted to give it to Skeletor because he was kind of my favorite. <laughs> yeah, Skeletor definitely had like the biggest arc or like the most story. Yeah, yeah. He actually, there actually was a character arc for him, which I don't think really happened for anybody else. Right, no. Everyone else was just doing shit frantically. Right, right, right. A, a part of me also, like, special nomination to Peekaboo because that was a good time. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. I loved when those eyes opened. Exactly. At every moment, I was like, is the next one going to be an eyeball? And then it was. <laughs> and I enjoyed every second of it. Yeah, give me that on repeat for the rest of my life, please. <laughs> I never want to visualize anything else. Yeah, exactly. I just want to see... Eyeballs <laughs> opening on the backdrop of peacock feathers attached to a lady who may or may not be on the throne forever and always. Thank you, sir. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Okay, who do we think is the weakest bitch? Weakest bitch. Um, hmm. Hmm. Uh, you know, Hordak slash Horde Prime slash, I don't know, all, everybody else, maybe? <laughs> Literally everyone. Um, yeah, it's really hard to, I guess those, cause they ended up losing. Yeah. Yeah. Or even Orko. Orko. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Orko is pretty much a little shit the entire time. Yeah. Orko caused all of those problems and did nothing to solve them. Yeah. And it was generally annoying about it. Yeah. Like Snarf. Right. 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 Where is Snarf from again? Snarf is from Thundercats. Right. 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 Which I... I'm not sure if there's ever been a He-Man Thundercats crossover, because that would <laughs> be really like should. there really should. That's like the bondage singularity. 
<laughs> and then throw in dino sauce. Just for why not? You know? Just for the thigh. Yeah. Oh, very true. Exactly. Thick of sore thighs. So we get uh, <laughs> a little bit of representation there. Thickasaurus. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I want to be referred to that at one point in my life, you know? Thickasaurus sex. Oh, like yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I like Thickasaurus thighs, though, just because <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't try to be anything but what it exactly. is. You know what you're getting. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, that brings us to the end of yet another episode of Gem Girls Podcast. Check us out on social media at Gem Girls Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. And check us out on our website, gemgirls.com. And if you have the Christmas spirit within you, uh, as it's been, you know, implanted by so many, by small children from other planets, as happened in this episode, (laughs) which was a documentary, by the way, uh, please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts slash Where You Find Podcasts. And, of course, as is the Pod Paul, we mean five stars and a positive review. And, of course, by Pod Paul, we mean podcast policy. Yes, of course. Obviously. The pod Paul all day long. Yeah. Pod Paul. I'm writing the pod. Ron Paul. Yeah, I'm writing, I'm yeah. writing Rod Paul's pod Paul <laughs> all day and night. <laughs> yeah, if all could be at the end of that, that would be Yeah, 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 yeah. Night all. Yeah, uh, I'm, look, look, look. It's Ron Paul's pod Paul for all, you know? <laughs> nice, so it's, nice, 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 nice. It's for you, it's for me, so throw us a bone here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and make sure it's thick. Right, exactly, exactly. No chode bones here, please. No chode bones. <laughs> That's also a pod Paul. <laughs> it's also unwritten but always known pod Paul. Uh, no chode bones, thank you very much. No chode bones. We should write our own gem Bible. We really should. We really should. I have a very similar URL to Christy Marx's. Just so, like, every once in a while, someone mistakenly gets to our gem Bible, and they're like, what's happening here? Yeah, how would we do that? Like, gem with two M's, gem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe, like, Bible with, like, two B's? I don't fucking know. Or, like, by, like, B-Y-E. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, yeah, I was trying to do, like, by, like, bisexual Bible, but, like, it's already spelled like that. <laughs> it's still all the same thing. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> we gotta fix that. Anyways, um, with all that said and done, Merry Holidays, because we're a non-denominational podcast, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I Merry Holidays, happy winter time. Uh, <laughs> and until next time, stay, stay outrageous. outrageous. Bye. Um, did you almost forget what to say? <laughs> <laughs>